Today's guest is a marine veteran, life coach, and entrepreneur. He's the CEO and creator of Positive Minds Only LLC and podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing about his experience in the marine, developing a positive mindset, and how he found his soulmate. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And please, do not forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you listen to this on. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Mirror Talk Podcast. Your moment of greatness starts now. How are you doing today, Kenneth? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Toby? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk Podcast. I'm really grateful and I'm looking forward to everything that I'm going to learn from you. Before record, before pressing um, on record, I've already you know, gotten to learn a little bit from you already and I'm looking forward to learning even more during this conversation. Likewise. Can we get to know you better? Can you share about your story and, you know, about your humble beginning? <laughs> it's been a hell of a ride, I should say, but mm-hmm. uh, to get to know me, I'm from America. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Didn't stay there long. Me and my family, we ended up moving up north to a place called Milwaukee. And around the age of two and three, mm-hmm. I was took away from my parents. So mm-hmm. they were arrested. Uh, so... Me and my four siblings at the time were dispersed into the child care system or foster care system. So at two or three, I'm already in an orphanage, just me and my big brother. And then I don't know where my siblings was. So by the time I was four, I should say my grandmother came and got us all together and uh, brought us to Gary, Indiana. So if anybody knows about Gary, Indiana, that's where Michael Jackson is from. And it's not, uh, it's not, uh, he's actually not even praised. Like people don't even care if you're in that city, you don't even care about Michael Jackson. That town, I mean, the city I'm from is more known for its crime, uh, the poverty, uh, the steel mill. So growing up in the nineties, it wasn't the best place to be. And it wasn't, uh, I wouldn't recommend anybody <laughs> to, to grow up in that. But for me, uh, I guess that's where diamonds are built up being under a lot of pressure it built me into the person who I am today. So in school, I was always the, the quiet child. Uh, I was always very intelligent. I always knew how to manipulate people. I always knew how to get what I wanted out of life. I don't know where it came from, probably past lives, because I, I am very spiritual. But uh, in school, yeah, I was very quiet and I was very sneaky. And I would always get through school as the teacher's pen. I was always the student that was praised. No matter what I did, if I got into fights, teacher, teachers will always take my side. I'm like, oh, Kennedy didn't start that, no matter what. Like, wow. st- that person who he was fighting was the one who did it. And a lot yeah. of times that wasn't the case. A lot of times I would be the, I was a bully because I, I felt like I had to. I was super short. I had a gap. I had this mold on my ear, so people would always talk about me and pick on me. So I felt as if I should start doing being the one who pick on people first so people know not to mess with me. So, mm-hmm. like I said, a lot of times my teachers was like, yeah, I know he's not the one who's doing nothing, so it got to be that person. So, yeah. I really skated through school, uh, like, as easy as possible. Like, I, I wasn't a straight-A honor roll student all my uh, school years, but I did make honor roll a lot. Mm. But I also got bored with it. Like so, if a school wasn't catching my attention, keeping my attention, I would mm. go to sleep. Like sometimes I would skip school because, like, I wasn't challenged. So mm. by the time I graduated, I went to the Marines. 
that's where life be, got real for me because now I, I'm growing up first where there's nothing but people like me. Like so there wasn't anybody that was white or Chinese or any other culture. They were all black. They were all, all we all made around the same, or our parents made around the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Like, but the difference between me, my family traveled a lot. So during the summer times, we would go everywhere. We'd go to Disney World. We would go to a lot of family reunions in different states. And my friends didn't have that experience. So like I said, once I graduated, I already had the mindset that I wasn't staying in Gary. And the only way to do that was to join the military. So I joined the Marines at 18 mm-hmm. and boot camp. I was the only black guy in my platoon full of like <laughs> 90 people, 90 men. And I was the only black guy. So I went from all my years before prior just being with everybody who looked like me to now three months, four months in boot camp. I'm the only one who looked like me, talked like me, act like me. Mm-hmm. And I I was always able to fit in. That's I always can say like I was I never felt like I was out of place, even though in the world I always felt out of place. But any room I go to or go in, I was able to blend in so mm. even in boot camp i didn't have a hard time i didn't deal with a lot of racistness but I, what i did deal with was uh being brainwashed to a certain extent so mm. in boot camp you gotta unlearn everything that your parents taught you that like they're screaming in your face every day from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep there's mm. people in your face wow. like screaming at you you're working out every day you're doing like just physical labor um every single day so i wasn't used to that because i wasn't the kid who was in the i mean i played sports but i was never on the sports dear friend you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting create real human connections have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view to get started you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast which is on kitcaster.com slash K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash M-I-R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. I, I never had to truly work out mm. until I got into the military. So I wasn't always the most fit, but I was always able to just keep up and like just not uh, slack off. So in boot camp, I learned a lot about uh, just different other cultures and different other people, how the way they thought and how they think. And even in boot camp, I was kind of uh, uh, put on a pedestal because my drill instructors, they took a liking to me, I guess. And they didn't want me to feel uncomfortable. They didn't want me to feel like I was being racist. I mean, like uh, they didn't want me to feel that. So a lot of the times they had me in like the drill instructor uh, room, like watching the Chappelle show. I don't know if you watched that or seen that, but it's a comedy show from Dave yeah. Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And like just making me feel comfortable. But what's crazy is I ended up getting sick in boot camp and catching pneumonia in both of my lungs. And I was on basically on my deathbed. Wow. And that one of the worst times because I didn't know what was going on. I mean, you know, they told me I had pneumonia. I had didn't understand the true uh, effect that it had on me. So I was trying to just continue my training, but they, it, was, it wasn't possible because I couldn't die if I was just 
being overworked because just boot camp. A lot of times, if you're not on your deathbed, like they don't care. Like they don't. You just got to keep going forward. So mm-hmm. me, that held me back for about a month and a half. And so I, by the time I rejoined my boot camp, I was in a different platoon. And this time, it had we had two black people already in that platoon. But for some reason, these two black guys fell out of that platoon. So it, once again, it ended up being me, the only black guy graduating my, my platoon. So by the time I graduated from boot camp, uh, I went to cook school. No, first of all, I went to infantry school because every Marine has to be a rifleman. So you have to learn how to use the gun. You know, you have to learn how to combat training. You, like, it's the number one priority. Before you can do your job, you have to learn how to uh, basically kill because that's what they all, the only thing they say in boot camp is kill, kill, kill. So mm-hmm. me, I realized that in boot camp, they was brainwashing us. Mm-hmm. So in the back of my head was, I can't be brainwashed. Like you, you're not going to plant that seed in my head. I don't want to be the one who's all like kill everything that I see. Because if you know, in America, a lot of police, they're trigger, trigger happy. And a lot of times, most of them was probably in the Marines or I mean, not the Marines, but the military. So yeah. they are brainwashed or they have this mindset, like this is what this comes naturally. So Throughout my whole military service, I was never truly in the military, meaning my mind wasn't in the military, but I was working. I was there. Like I said, I was a chef. I did my first deployment in 2010. Uh, That's when Haiti had an earthquake. So a lot of uh, things happened. So I was there to help, I mean, provide support. I was able to visit Jordan. I was able to swim in the Red Sea. See, they said Moses spread, I mean, parted. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's true, but I was able to swim in it and I, I was able to have an experience that a lot of people I know would never get that chance. So mm-hmm. um, then I was able to visit Italy, mm-hmm. uh, stay we did there for like a week. And then I had a great experience there because mm-hmm. no one spoke English. So we was in McDonald's trying to order Big Macs and like you got to read what's on the, the screen and it's not with how you pronounce mm-hmm. it or it's not exactly what you want, but. Yeah, yeah uh, the mil- my military certainly years was some of the best times of my life, even though I was in Afghanistan for seven months and in the middle of a desert, just mm-hmm. like I am now in Vegas. But mm-hmm. it's all gear. You can't take off your gear. You can't go without your weapon. I had to sleep with my rifle. Mm-hmm. It went everywhere I went. Every time I ate, when I went to a shower, my rifle was with me. So uh, the military kind of put me in a mindset to always being on go, like always being prepare for whatever mm-hmm. and a whole a lot of times it was just a whole a whole lot of hurry up and waiting meaning you're being told to be somewhere and at a certain time as soon as you get there you used to just wait hours later just for the next uh order and mm-hmm. most of the times there there is no after that because there is no war truly going on so mm-hmm. we were basically being prepared to go to war or being in war and that wasn't the it wasn't needed and i didn't know that back then but of course me being older now like i said i only did four years in the military yeah and after that like that's when i got out i didn't know what i wanted to do didn't know who i was i didn't have that direction or that person guiding me or telling me what i was to do so i failed for like three years after i got up the military i did 
I had an eviction, had my car repoed, was living in the trailer parks. <laughs> so like anything you can name, like like we was on food stamps, like WIC, yeah. like that was just a, a government assistance. Like and the reason I was failing in life, like I said, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know I didn't have any goals. Mm-hmm. And even during when I was in the military, I never saved no money at all. Like like so even though I was getting paid good for four years, no one told me, hey, you need to prepare for the time where this income is not coming no more. Mm-hmm. And I took that for granted because, like I said, I was living paycheck to paycheck. And once, that's, once I got out of the military, that completely stopped me. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I got benefits later on, but that was years later where I was able to get uh, my benefits mm-hmm. from the military. So. Mm-hmm. I failed because I didn't have a goal in life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to survive. And that taught me a lot. I was married at the time. Like I said, I, I, at the, I already had four children at, mm-hmm. at that time, like after I got out of the military. Mm-hmm. I know I was on my third child after I got out of the military, but while I was failing in life, I had four children total. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to be the best parent. I wasn't able to provide like I wanted to. And I was seemed to be going down the same path as my parents and not a criminal lifestyle or not to say they were criminals, but I didn't go down that. But just as far as not being able to provide for my family or myself, Mm -hmm. I had to like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then in 2015, my great grandmother passed away and she she raised me. So that made me go back home so i was living in north carolina for uh seven years that's while i was in the marines then a couple years after i got out three years after i got out i was still there then in 2015 she passed away i had to go back to gary so when i went did that i basically hit the reset button on my life i'm like i can't go back to north carolina like the marriage i was in it wasn't working like i already knew she wasn't my wife even though i was trying to stick it out through the good and the bad but when something is not meant, it would never work. And it is only going to hurt the people that's involved in it. So, yeah, I had to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And she kept the kids because when I came back home, I didn't have nothing. The only thing I had was, like, clothes on my back and my suitcase. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was going back home to Indiana, the weather was so cold. It was snowing and freezing. And all I had was my military outfit on. Mm-hmm. So my kids couldn't even came back with me at that time. So mm-hmm. in 2015, I'm sleeping on my grandma's couch. Uh, still don't know what my purpose is. Still don't know who I, I was and started working at the casino. And I was a chef there. That's where I feel like my life began to change for the better because that's when I seen my my wife today. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would see her every day. And what's crazy is we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And she was best friends with my little sister, but I never knew it. Like, mm-hmm. Because you don't you, you don't be in your little brothers or your little sibling business. You don't care who they're from. Yeah. So, but I always knew who uh, my wife was. She was a twin. She's like light skinned, tall, so she stuck out. She always stood out even to this day. Mm-hmm. She stands out everywhere we go. So mm-hmm. I always had a crush on her. But like I said, I was quiet. Like I was shy, and mm-hmm. I knew she wasn't gonna give me the time of the day because she was taller than me for one. And she was on the basketball team. So, like, we were complete opposites. And 
But I guess once I started working at the casino, we, she was working there as well. So I would see her every single day because I would have to cook for her. Mm-hmm. So every time I would see her, I'm like, I'm going like, that's my wife. Like, I, my, I guess my spirit. Like, so mm-hmm. I finally got the courage to reach out to her on social media. But this was after I left that job. So uh, I finally got the nerve. I mean, finally got the the chance and... At first, she put me in the friend zone. So I was in the friend zone for like a month, but yeah. that was okay because I'm finally getting to talk to the girl on my friend. Like I, like I said, I had always knew who she was. Mm-hmm. I just never had the guts or the nerve to ask her out. Mm-hmm. So by the time 2016 came, like I was able to get the courage. And she said, yes, we started dating on uh, January 1st, 2017. So once me and her started dating, I learned about the law of attraction. So this book called The Secret came out, or it been came out, but I was just uh, put on to it. And it was about the law of attraction and how your thoughts create your reality where you can manifest anything you want. You can have anything you want. All you got to do is like write the goal down. Mm-hmm. And it clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, that's why I was failing in life because I never set goals for myself. Like mm-hmm. I never knew what I want. I mean, even though I knew what I wanted, like I never strived to get it. Mm-hmm. So me and her set the goal to move to Las Vegas and we moved here in 2018. 2018 come, I started learning about meditation. Mm-hmm. Now, when I did that, learned about meditation, I started learning about chakras. I started learning about energy healing. I started learning about your mindset, like healing uh, trauma. A lot of the things that I went through in life, I, I, incur- I mean, held on to a lot of that trauma. And even as a child, I was still hurt and I was still unhealed from the things that I experienced. So mm-hmm. once I learned that I, I had to heal from that and that that's what was holding me back, that's when my life began to change. That's when I began to become this person who could have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because before then, like I said, I had no clothes. I didn't know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a YouTube star because I got two brothers who do it and they're both famous on it. So I thought that was going to be... I was. I thought I was gonna be the third one, and mm-hmm. it didn't work out like that. And still to this day, I'm not a camera person, so mm-hmm. my podcast is basically my voice. So when I do get on the podcast, and they're like, "You okay with being on camera?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm okay because I'm not gonna <laughs> do it myself." Yeah. Like if I gotta do it myself and I gotta edit it myself, I'm gonna critique myself. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't like mm-hmm. it, and I'm gonna get too much in my head. So yeah, I understand. Um, but yeah, it lead, leading up to 2021, mm-hmm. like I said before, like 2021 has been like one of my most profitable years, like financially, mm-hmm. uh, because before then, like, even though I made money in the military, like I said, I spent as soon as I got it. So I never was able to hold on to anything. I never saved. Now I know how to save money. I know I've been investing. Uh, so I became a man, basically. I, I found myself. I know who I am. I know why I, I went through the things I went through. Like I said, I'm about, I'm a spiritual person. So I, I know who I was in past lives, my past lives. So yes. like I truly went on the journey to find myself. And once I found myself, I was able to operate in my highest, my highest uh, version. And that's a long, <laughs> like I said, that was pretty long, but like I said, yeah. There is no short short story with me there. I, I can't break it down short. I'm always going to go take the long route. I see yeah. when I drive, like I'll go take the long route just to listen to the music I love. Yeah. 
Yeah, which, which, is, which is very awesome, actually, as in it's so inspiring to listen to your story and to see you coming from a very, a very humble beginning to becoming, you know, who you are right now, coming, going from a place of not knowing who you are to being, you know, to operating your, your highest or with your full potential right now. So, exactly. So for, for, for a listener out there, um, how would you tell the person to find who he or she is? Like, how did you find yourself? How did you discover your purpose and how do you start working or fulfilling your purpose? Well, I had to have the, you got to ask yourself those questions. So me starting with ask myself, okay, what is my purpose? What am I here for? Like, I know I'm not here to just work a regular nine to five because that's not what I want to do. That's not what success is. Mm-hmm. And the, what started me on that journey was Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret. Like, it's a book, but it's also in uh, on YouTube, so it's in audio format. Mm-hmm. And I listen to that every day for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And that's when truly my life switched. Uh, at, at first, I'm thinking, when I because uh, this video, I mean, this audio was made in 1950, so, like, my expectations of uh, what I'm listening to is soon after 30 days, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to manifest everything that I want and all my goals. Yeah, but yeah. it didn't happen like that. <laughs> so in that, within that 30 days, like I started knowing what I wanted. Like That's what it was. I knew what I wanted. I knew how much money I wanted. Uh, I knew I didn't want to work for nobody. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur in some form of fashion. I knew what I wasn't good at, which is being on camera, being a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. So that led me, okay, what am I good at? So I started to find, notice the things that I was good at was using my voice, speaking. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy about that, like I said, in school, all throughout school, my military years, my mouth was closed. So mm-hmm. I was never able, I ne- didn't know what my gift was because I kept my mouth closed because that's what helped me get through life. Mm-hmm. So my way of found, finding my passion was noticing what I was good at. And like I said, even though I was quiet in school, I was always able to give people a good conversation. Or no matter who it was, I was always to speak well. So that led to the podcast. And what's crazy about that, I had this podcast app on my phone for three months before I even did it. And I didn't even know how I downloaded it. I didn't know why I downloaded it. Mm-hmm. Even though I was watching Joe Rogan podcast, like it never registered in my head to do the podcast and then one day november 2018 november 13 2018 that's when i woke up and he clicked okay i'm gonna do a podcast and i'd have my phone i started on my phone and it wasn't the best podcast or the best quality it wasn't the best uh, speaking but that's what started me on my journey to at least becoming who I, I, I am today. Yes. And this is not even my final version. I'm only 31 years old, so I still have a long way to go. Yes, and, and that's what I like. like. There's always room to improve, room to grow, room to develop and become a much better person in future. Exactly. Yes. And um, if, if I could um, dive back a little bit to, to your days in the military, in the Marine, I did, you know, you, you made mention of like, when you were in the Marine, you had to like be ready to go, be ready for anything at any time. Are there other lessons from, from that period of your life, also working as a cook and traveling, or, you know, being deployed to different countries in the world? Are there other lessons from that period of your, time, of your life that um, you are making use of right now or that is useful for everyone out there? And, and thank you for the asking that question because nobody never really asked me what the lessons I learned from that time. 
And like you said, I was always have to be gone. So most of the time when I was married, I wasn't even at home. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't within the household. I was in training or I was deployed. Like the whole, basically the marriage. And once I got out of the military, that's when I was with my partner most of the time. And that's when I realized she wasn't truly my partner because I was getting to know her. Mm-hmm. And even then, like I, before the reason that I had even only got married to her was because I was a Christian. I was in church and that's what they say. You're not supposed to be living with a woman. You're not supposed to have kids with a person you're not married with. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, I don't want to go to hell and I want to do what the Bible says. So let me marry her, marry her. And I had already had my son prior before her. So I'm like, I didn't want to be that guy who's just having kids mm-hmm. and not married. So I wanted, I was thinking I was doing the right steps, yeah. but it was with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So I, for, for me, I won't waste time as much time as I did back then. Like if I know I'm with my partner today, so it's not even a question as if she's the one for me. Mm-hmm. Like if you know your partner or you know the relationship you, you're in is not it's not going to last or it's not going to go into the future, then you need to cut off all ties as soon as you have that epiphany or as soon as you realize that. It's not always the easiest thing to do because, of course, I have I have kids with her. Mm-hmm. and But if it's meant to be, it, it's meant to be, and it wasn't meant for us to be together. And even to this day, like, she understands, like, uh, that we was together for, to learn something from that. Like it wasn't to meant to be together, so there is no jealousy, there is no no uh hate between us. Like we're friends now, like we're able to communicate. But for the longest time, like it, I grew bitter towards my partner because I knew I wasn't supposed to be with her. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't have the guts to just leave until I I was finally fed up. And like I said, if you're with someone and you know you're not supposed to be, it's only going to hurt both parties or and the kids as well. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what I definitely learned during that time. Yes. So for, for someone out there who is like single or searching for a soulmate, um, what would you advise a person to do or look out for? What are the characteristics or the things to look out for in a person to, uh, you know, identify that person as your soulmate? So for me, like, I have to know exactly what I want in a person. So mm-hmm. that means I got to know what I want her to, like, for me, I knew I didn't want someone like my ex-wife. Like, and she not to say she was a bad person, but she was just uh, she wanted to wear the pants in a relationship. She was more out there. She like she was more like not me. Like we didn't truly connect. We didn't come from the same background. She grew up in the South. I grew up in the Midwest. So, not to say you can't marry someone from different uh, a different place, but we didn't mesh well. The reason that me and her even started dating because MySpace, I seen her MySpace picture <laughs> and I was enticed by lust. So mm-hmm. you have to know like the difference between lust, temptation, love, like true feelings. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what you want. You got to know what you don't want. So I was very specific what I wrote down. And when I said I wanted my true partner mm-hmm. and once I got her, I wasn't even ready for it. Like I almost lost my wife because I was still hurt or I was still uh, tied to old relationships, old soulmates or like a lot of times you're connected with a lot of people spiritually just from having sex with them people. Even if you date, if you wasn't dating them or 
for a while. Like it, all it takes is one time to be connected with that person. So mm. I still had a lot of things that I was attached to when I had my partner. You know, mm. I had to heal from that. I had to let that go. Mm-hmm. So I forgot what the question was, but I know that it led me to say that. Yes, yes, which, which is, I find that very, um, what you just said, now very valid. Like, you know, having this connection with different people, even though you, you didn't really date them or be in a relationship with them. But um, the question was like, you know, what, what am I going to look, at, out, look out for, for example, in a female or in a male person to identify, to identify that person as my, my soulmate? What, what kind of connection do I have to feel or what kind of emotions do I have to, you know, experience to be able to say yeah it's it's gonna all uh, yeah and it's all gonna always be different but when you find that person you're gonna you're gonna know like your spirit is gonna know like you're gonna for me me and my wife we have the same background we both grew up in the same environment we both went to the same school not to say you're part of you got to go to the same school with that person but like our past is tied together like we're we're the same she's just the female version of it. So that's what it is. You got to find the female version or the male version of it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like who you are, then that means you just need to work on yourself some more because you can't, a lot of times we're not operating at our best, uh, our, at our best self, but we want so much and we're not ready for it. So a lot of times we, we need to work on ourselves first before we can truly find that partner. I just, I was lucky to find my partner before I found myself, but she was the trigger to helping me become who I am today because I wanted to be, I didn't want to lose her. Mm-hmm. Like I want, it, before any other time I would date or deal with other women, I didn't care about losing them or I didn't care about their feelings. When it came to my wife, I realized every time that I hurt her, I was only hurting myself. Mm-hmm. Like when I realized like anything I did to her that was disrespectful or was wrong, mm-hmm. Like I got that karma immediately. So I never got that with anybody else. So I was becoming my, I was having a spiritual awakening. That's what it was. And I was realizing who I was. I was realizing who she was, but I never had that before anybody else. So that was another difference between like her and any other woman that I had dealt with at the time. Like any other time I was very, like I said, I'm a Pisces. So I was very manipulative to women. I would use them to get what I wanted and I'd say I would use them, but like basically I would build them up to get what I wanted. As soon as I got it, I was out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I had a lot, I would, the way I was towards women is because like I said, how I was raised, I didn't have my mom wife. My mom was in and out. So yes. a lot of times I would hurt women before they got the chance to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And in my marriage, my first marriage, she was the one who was actually hurting me. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I always understood, uh, karma i always knew uh, about spirit i mean soulmates and all that mm-hmm. uh, but like if you really want to find your partner fix yourself first and then know what you want and don't settle for less don't say like if you you know what you want and another type of woman coming that's just been like any other woman in the past that's mm-hmm. that test mm-hmm. but there's going to be that right person that comes as well so yes. it's going to always be a test in the middle like it's Life is all about tests and going through like just mm-hmm. stages in your life. So yes. it's different for a lot of people, but it's also the same at the end. Yes. I like what you said. You said, um, you know, before you find your life partner or your soulmate, you have to fix yourself, work on yourself. Then, you know, don't settle for less. When you find the person, 
you make sure that you have um, the full you know connection with the person. Don't say okay, yeah, she's okay or he's okay, and you could just go with the flow. And I, and and that relates to what you said earlier also because you said you know while finding yourself, you have to like you know do meditation and you know actually deal with the trauma of the past, look back into you know and all the things that made you who you are today and fix them up so that you could become a better person and for your family and for your for, for your wife today. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. Like I had to I had to finally have that epiphany that the life that I was living was only hurting myself and my kids. Like, mm-hmm. Because when you're not operating at your best version mm-hmm. or you don't know who you are, like you're just living your life on repeat or you're just living your life based off someone else's feelings, someone else's thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think they call that dogma. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but that's how I was living my life until I was about 27, 28. Like when I learned to meditate, I was 28. So mm-hmm. once I had that awakening, that self-awakening, I'm going to stop calling it spiritual awakening. Once I had that self-awakening, that's when my life was like, my eyes was open. I was aware to like how, what I did affected other people. Mm-hmm. At first I didn't know and I didn't care because mm-hmm. I was all about myself. And even though I'm all about self now, my uh, my my family is included with that self. So uh, my wife truly was the the reason. She's the reason I'm like this today. Because I was a couple years ago, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't positive mind only. It's, it's good you brought up the name Positive Minds Only, which is the name for your brand and also your, your podcast. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about your brand? I was going through your, your, your um, shop online, actually. I was seeing nice, uh, you know, shirts and, you know, face masks and all that stuff. Yeah. Positive Minds Only, uh, it was created, uh, like I said, the podcast first. And when I was trying to come up with a podcast, I'm like, well, I knew what I wanted to talk about, but I didn't know the name. I'm like, but everybody, it has to have something that people could relate to, it, they have to, it has to stick. Mm-hmm. And what I kept hearing was positive vibes on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not all about positive vibes, though, because uh, you have to have negative with the positive uh, vibration. Like, mm-hmm. it, it all go, but that's another story. Positive minds only popped up in my head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I do want to keep that positive mind. I, I don't ever want a negative mind, mm-hmm. even though, I was contradicting with the positive vibes only, and I was saying, nah, that ain't gonna work. Everybody said it already, but positive mind only, like, that's what something I live to have. Like, every day I strive to have a positive mindset, no matter what, no matter if negative thoughts come, because they're gonna always come. You can never really get rid of negativity overall. You have to have both. So, but when negative thoughts come in my head, I'm always standing guard at the door of my mind so nothing bad gets in or it doesn't last long so that's what the podcast transitioned into the company Mm -hmm. and now it's transitioning into a media company where it's all about positive media only as well Mm -hmm. so when i do finally start doing youtube or anything it's only going to be positivity it's not going to be what you're used to seeing on tv or social media so that's awesome that's what we need actually um in this day and time, which, you know, a lot of negativity going on, we need a, a source of positivity, of various sources of positivity is actually in our lives. Yeah. Yes, and yes. I'm not trying to get rid of any negativity because I like those negative movies sometimes. I like movies that has a lot of shooting and killing sometimes. I like action. We're just so, we're so used to that. 
So mm-hmm. my goal is to not get rid of negativity because, like I say, you need both to exist. So yes. I just want to be able to be that place where it's nothing but positivity. Mm-hmm. So I read about your, your life philosophy. And you said, um, as you said also now, you said, you know, um, you believe that um, our thoughts create our reality. So the, the question on my mind is, how can I work on my thoughts to make them, you know, positive or good? Um, so that I can create a, 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 you know, a reality that's also, you know, positive and good for myself. So for me, how I created my positive mind, like I said, when I was listening to Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret for 30 days, mm-hmm. for 30 days, the only thing I listened to was positive. So I wasn't listening to music. I wasn't listening to rap. I was only listening to Earl Nightingale, Bob Proctor. Uh, and these are uh, speakers, uh, life, I won't say life coach speakers, but they they only speak about positivity. They only mm-hmm. speak about fixing your mind. So I read a lot of books like Napoleon Hill's uh, Thinking Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Like so, for, and not only 30 days, but, for, but just to say for 30 days consistently, it was nothing but positive that I fed my mind. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the most fun thing to do. It wasn't the most fun thing to listen to, but I was learning. Mm-hmm. And it in- interested me to like want to be like those people that I was listening to that was writing those books. So mm-hmm. I believe that I could have that mindset. Like I'm not one of those people who listen to someone who I'm like, oh, that person's great, but I'll never be able to get there. I always knew like if I put my mind to it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And fixing my mindset was like, it was, the number one priority because I realized I had a negative mindset. I realized a lot of negative thoughts was always coming and I was never getting rid of those thoughts. I was always overthinking on those thoughts and best believe everything, every negative thing that I thought about manifested into my life in some form of fashion. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to only try to manifest positive things into my life. Mm-hmm. So that's what comes with that positive mindset. And like I said, it's not something that's fun, but it's worth it in 30 days of consistent because that's how you build a habit. That's what I was trying to do was build a habit of thinking positive. Yeah. And I meditated every day. For, I still try to meditate every day at least. So mm-hmm. when I was doing this in the beginning, I was meditating nonstop every day. I was listening to positive things nonstop every day. Mm-hmm. And it put me on a path to where I am now. So yes. Wow. 30 days of nothing but positivity or like just investing in your 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 mindset, investing in yourself, because that's what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Investing, not to say your health, because I tried to go vegan. I tried to eat that, be that healthy lifestyle yeah. eating person, but that's not me. I like Wendy's. I like McDonald's sometimes, yeah. but still, I do have that positive mindset though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, so as a, as a life, as a life coach, um, what would you tell, or how would you advise me to invest in my life? How um, are there like some ways or some places that I must definitely invest in in my life to become a better person? So I would say invest in uh, books, and you don't even always have to buy books. Mm-hmm. Me, my my goal was to go on YouTube and find any audio book and listen to it throughout the day. If I can't get it in one sitting, like I always go the way. If when I go on YouTube, mm-hmm. I won't watch another video until I finish the one that I was watching. So, I mean, I finished the book that I was listening to. So, mm-hmm. if you don't have the income or the funds to go buy these books, YouTube is free and you can find everything that you that, that you need. Mm-hmm. Whether it goes from meditation, mm-hmm. uh, guided meditations, mm-hmm. audio books, mm-hmm. 
or just lectures from uh, great speakers that talk about mindset. Uh, TED Talks is another thing. I don't really use that a lot, but I am aware of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, investing your yourself in you don't have to spend thousands of dollars like these so-called gurus to tell you that, mm-hmm. that you need to because I invested in myself and it was free. All it cost me was my time and the willing to change. So if you want to, if you have any questions, find it on Google, find it on YouTube. But if you need help as far as setting goals, that's when I, I, I want people to like come to me and talk to me when you know, okay, I want more for myself. Because I don't, I'm not the life coach that's just going to try to help everybody for the money. You know, I, I, it's not even about money for me. Mm-hmm. I want people that come to me when they fed up with how they've been living their life for, for however long. Because mm-hmm. that's what it took for me to change. I had to be fed up for how I was living my life prior to the time I wanted to change. Because that's when I, I didn't slack on watching positive videos. I didn't do it one day and then go back to normal the next day because I really wanted to change. So the type of life coach I am, I don't even charge people for my services. You just got to be willing to, to change your life. You got to don't, you don't just don't waste my time. That's all I tell people. Just don't waste my time. Yeah, yeah. And I automatically know when a person uh, is going to waste my time. So I'll give them the words that they need, mm-hmm. but it may not be the words they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for someone out there who is ready and eager to learn, to change his or her life, how can that person reach out to you for, you know, life coaching? Positive Minds on and like that's all you have to mm-hmm. do is type in it, type it in on Google. It's gonna my social media will pop up from mm-hmm. Instagram to Facebook and just message me because I'm accessible. I'm not a person who's have a thousand unread messages. Mm-hmm. Like, I would try to read everything that I see. And if like I said, if a person truly wants help and they they reach out, like like I said, I'm not charging people for it. Mm-hmm. If they want to change their life, because it didn't cost me. Yes, At yes. the end of the day, every, I got to this mindset for free. Mm-hmm. You know, all I, like I said, it costed me my time and my willingness to change. Yeah, so. Yes, that, that's awesome. I'm going to place the, the link to your website and also to your podcast, your YouTube channel, um, in the show notes for this episode. So anyone who's interested could just you know copy the link or click on the link and get in contact with you and get you know positive mind or positivity that could help. Um, you to you know improve your life or become a better person. That's awesome. Thank thank you so much for everything I was able to learn from you today. It was an amazing time for me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.